It's not just another boring podcast from some loser broadcasting from his mom's basement. It's from his dingy garage instead. Whatever, man. We cover everything. Pop culture, food, let me guess, tacos again? That's that's what this show's about. Politics, sports, entertainment, and whatever the hell else is on his mind. I have an addictive personality. Live from the Big Brother Bungalow in Southern California. Scared to tell us the city, Jake? Yeah. <laughs> it's the Big Brother Jake Podcast. Happy New Year! Yeah, pop them bottles, baby. What's good? You are tuned in to the Big Brother Jake Podcast. I am your host, Big Brother Jake, a.k.a. Jake Warner, my government name. Welcome to the show. You can find the show on SoundCloud.com slash the Big Brother Jake Podcast. If you do a search on iTunes, if you prefer that, type in the Big Brother Jake Podcast or Google Play. Yes, Android users, I thought of you. New year, new beginnings, got to do the damn thing. Google Play, search the Big Brother Jake podcast, and bam, there it is. How was y'all's New Year's? Man, it's been documented on this show that I am not a fan of New Year's Eve. I'm not a fan of holidays, period. But I got to say, as bad as the beginning of 2018 was for your boy, the end was so beautiful, and I had such a great holiday. Even though I'm by humbug most of the time, it just turned out to be amazing. Uh, it, it all stems down to who you have around you. And for those that know me, I love my inner circle very much. And I think about my inner circle all the time. Without that support, I, I don't know where I would end up, uh, especially with my family this year. Uh, they said, you're not going to have a bad New Year's Day or New Year's Eve. We're going to make it right. And it was fun. Had a good time. We danced. We ate good. Uh, talked a little sports. Uh, some people liked hearing some of the uh, big Uncle Big Bro Jake stories, so I did some of those, um, especially versions I can't tell on the air here uh, for fear that some kids might be traumatized or adults as well. So we're not... Well, maybe one day. If you guys ask me nicely, I might divulge some of those stories. But one of the things we talked about in my house (laughs) was resolutions. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, I am not a big resolution guy, which is why I think I had such a bad time with New Year's Eve. Because I would set such high expectations for myself that I didn't think that I can live up to the the expectations. You know, I would set a goal like I want to lose 50 pounds. I want to run another L.A. marathon. I want to rekindle old relationships and and, and call people instead of text them or or hit them up on uh, social media. But life gets in the way. As an adult, As a married man with three kids, I don't have time to sit there and have conversations with people all the time. So I got to carve out time. You know, I, I will carve out time and visit them at home or in their recording studio or break off a phone call. I realized also I am not an athlete. I've never been an athlete. And I work nights. I work very late. I get home from Staples Center to the Big Brother Bungalow, usually around 1230 in the morning. 
then you sit down and you're starving and you make a snack or three and you chase that with something you shouldn't drink. Adult beverage, maybe, maybe a soda. And I want to change those habits. And now here's the thing. New Year's Day is a new beginning on a calendar. The sad part about that is we hold ourselves prisoner to that calendar. I don't think a new beginning should take place at the beginning of a new year. We should start as soon as we're ready to start. You know, the problems I had with resolutions is, oh, well, I got to make sure I'm ready to do this on January 1st. But say you want to lose some weight. And you know you're not the most experienced working out in a gym or using certain gym equipment. So you mosey on over to your local gym. You slap down however many dollars you slap down to join, depending on where you go. Then you get the people that go there all the time. And they're looking at you like you're a snob, you know, they're being a snob and you shouldn't be there. You don't belong there. How dare you use our gym equipment because you have a New Year's resolution. So I feel that tension sometimes. And I'll wait till maybe two or three weeks after after the New Year to attend my local gym. Because I already feel a little weird, you know, being a big guy trying to do that elliptical or try to get my run on on the treadmill or try to crush some weights. And you get these people like, I haven't seen this guy before. And when you take their machine and they're, they're not happy with you. Be kind, gym rats. Some of us fat people that are trying to lose weight, whether it's the beginning of the year, middle of the year, end of the year, we're trying to get our you know weight loss on. You know, I want to look good. I want to look sexy for the missus. You feel me? She don't want to be around some guy that's just, you know, a sloth. I'm trying to look good, man. You know, and that's the thing. <laughs> I'm looking at my old pictures, reminiscing about some of the sports memorabilia I have with, with some family members that haven't seen any of that stuff. Very few that have because a lot of them are like, yeah, Jake, we know you work for the Dodgers. Yeah, Jake, we know you did Kobe's last game. Yeah, Jake, we know you worked for Fox Sports Radio. Yeah, Jake, we know you worked for, you know, name it. Yeah, I've done a lot. And there was a family member that hadn't seen it. So we're going back and we're going back and looking at all these fantastic photos and all the fun things I've done. And there's a story behind almost every photo I have. And what do I see? Little brother Jake, nice and toned in the city of Montreal, looking slim. And for a hot second, I got mad depressed. Like, damn. I look damn good. Yeah, I'm going to be a little conceited right now, but that's okay. I was like, man, I look good in this picture. And then I look at myself, and I'm like, man, triple XL clothes. And, and, and for the big and sexy, um, you know, we do what's called that fat man tuck, especially the guys. Not so much the females, but the guys. You know, where you have a T-shirt of your choice, and you already got to stretch it out a little bit because you know you can't fit into it good, even though it's a big shirt. But you're a big guy, so you're always having to pull out, you know, stretch it out a little bit. So you do a little tuck. You do a little snug, that pull on your shirt. 
This is for the big people now, the ones that understand my struggle. And you call it the fat man tuck, you know, and you just get a little bit upset because you got to tuck your shirt like, man. And so I see this, and I do that a lot. So now y'all going to look to see if I do the fat man tuck, and, and now I got to be self-conscious and, and try not to do it in front of people anymore. But I see this picture, and I'm like, man, I look really damn good. You know, and so I go to the living room where my wife is doing karaoke with her sisters and cousins and nieces. And I'm like, babe, look at this picture. She's like, yeah, yeah. Oh, I remember that. That was 2004. You were with the Dodgers. Like she remembered it. And my wife doesn't really think about that kind of stuff. And that's when I'm like, damn, she she kind of getting a little gaga over this photo. Now, I'm not going to lose weight just because somebody wants me to be thin. If anything, I'm going to rebel, and it's stupid to do that, but I'm not going to lose weight just for the sake of losing weight to keep a wife, you know, or whatever. I'm going to do it for myself, for my health. You know, I, I, that's, what I, that's why I would lose weight, not for anyone else. But you see that reaction, and you're like, man. I wonder what she thinks of me now. And, and, you know, she loved me for who I am, but I'm sure there's a piece that's like, yeah, I remember that. Because I would, I would come home from road trips with the Dodgers, and I'd be, like, I'd come home swole because I would just lift weights with my homeboy Pepe Iniguez, Dodgers uh, Spanish TV broadcaster. Uh, we would travel together, and he would get my ass up, like, yo, suavecito. That's what he used to call me. That's a whole other story, which we may tell in the air one day. And he's like, yo, suavecito, vamonos. Gimnasio, vamonos. And get my ass in the gym. And this fool would have me lifting weights for an hour straight. And I hated him for it. But I told him one day, he looked at me, when I first met this guy, two weeks into spring training, he looked at me, he's like, hey, my man, you're going to die if you keep doing this to yourself. And I'm like, yo, you only know me two weeks, you're trying to kill me off. He's like, don't you want babies? I didn't have any kids at the time. And I'm like, can you help me? Because I need it. Like, I don't know how to do this. This isn't my forte. He's like, I got you. So we hit the gym. If we weren't sightseeing, you know, places like Cincinnati, Milwaukee, Houston, places like that, oh, great workouts. New York, Philly, a little bit different. A lot, lot of sightseeing to do, a lot of food to eat. But... I'm looking at this picture, and I'm like, damn, I want to get like this again. You know, so I tortured myself. Then I almost slipped into that darkness that I usually slip into come New Year's Eve. I said, nope, not this year. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. Resolutions are evil. You shouldn't do that to yourself at all. Lower your bar. Say you're going to lose 10 pounds. If you lose 42, you done hit the jackpot, man. You've exceeded expectations beyond a shadow of a doubt. You know, if you're going to save some money, say I'm going to save an extra 100 bucks a month. I'm trying to say you're going to save, you know, 1200 a month and blah, 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 and I'm going to stop eating out and I'm going to... No, you're not. If you're social... And I, I, I call myself pretty social. I, I'm everywhere. I go out of town a lot. I meet with friends. I got friends all over the country. 
all over Southern California. And like, you know, my friends, a lot of them are physically fit. Like most of them are. I'm like the one that says, oh, I'm the friend that people look at and say, oh, yeah, he going to want to eat. So let's, <laughs> hey, yo, Jake, what's good? Hey, Roscoe's this weekend? It's like, damn, what if I want to go to like Father Nature and Pasadena and eat a falafel wrap, you know, try to try to help, you know, get a little healthy. But I, I, I've conquered everything in my life. I've conquered, you know, I got my degree. I've been on radio. I've worked with Hall of Famers. Currently work with Hall of Famers right now. I've done a lot. I peaked early in my life, but I've never been able to beat weight gain. Like, I can't beat it. So I got a little bummed out. But then I realized, no, you do this to yourself. You know, you tell everybody, I don't do resolutions. I don't do that. But you do. Talk about myself. I do. And I hate myself for it. It's like, no, let's not do that again. Let's not do that again this year. No. Let's not do that. So don't do that to yourself. Resolutions are just, you're setting yourself up for failure. You know, and, and, and the other person that I love on New Year's, you see it online in your social media. You've even heard them say it in person. Oh, this is the year I cut people off. I'm done with you. I'm cutting you off. I, you know, no bad vibes, you know, positive vibes only. I get all that. You know, you want positivity around you. You don't want a negative Nancy around. You don't. But to the person that tells you four years in a row, uh, you know, I'm cutting people off. You might want to reevaluate yourself. <laughs> because if you are constantly saying, that's it. You know, I'm cutting people off this year. Every year, it ain't the people you cutting off. It's you. You got to change yourself. Reevaluate yourself. Then reevaluate the people you hang out with. Don't be that person. Because I'm going to tell you right now, if it's your third or fourth year, and you're still saying that every New Year's Eve, I'm going to call you out on it. Just like I'd expect you to call me out on something if I did it year after year after year after year. That person makes me sick. I'm sorry. Cut me off. If you feel that I'm offending you, then cut me off because I don't want to hear it. I don't want to be your friend then. <laughs> you feel me? I mean, that's just ridiculous. Ah, just new year, new me. New year, new me. You could be new you anytime. Don't let a calendar dictate that. Don't. Seriously. Do you, but don't let it be January 1st that dictates that. When I did my podcast, when I said, you know what, hell with it. I'm going to start a podcast. You know, shout out to my man, Bill Lesur, a.k.a. Frenchie. You know, I took a nice long journey to Arizona, and I'll, ta I'll talk about that story one day um, in one of my stories. Because he, he's, I worked with him with the Dodgers. He was a muscle therapist. He was a great man, great person, great human being. I love this guy to death. He's, he's like one of my mentors in life. And... Bill told me, don't wait for this date. Do it next week. Throw everything on your credit card that you got to buy and go do it. Luckily, I had all the equipment and I didn't have to do that. I didn't wait till January 1st. The time was when I started. 
And he saw it in me. Those are the kind of people you need around you. The only reason why I make a big deal about January 1st, especially for the podcast, is, you know, it may sound a lot better. I upgraded on some equipment. I invested in the, in the show, invested in myself, believe in myself, and we're going to take this to new, to new heights. You know, I've experimented a lot with this show. I feel, feel very comfortable with where we're at, but I don't want us just chilling, you know, comfort. I want to jump out of that comfort zone. I mean, we got Stephen A. Smith on. That was different. I experimented with some musicians. That was different. And we're going to take it to the top. So, yeah, for that reason, I'm geeked about the new year. Because we made some changes. We're investing in ourselves. And ourselves meaning me because I'm the only one. I'm the writer, producer, the host. I do all this on my own. But when I say we, it makes me feel like I have a whole staff. But it's my multiple personalities that I have. Don't get offended. Don't get offended. And can we stop getting offended on everything? Man, I couldn't watch Christmas Story on TBS. Well, I don't have cable. But most people couldn't because of the bullying. Maybe it's cold outside. I've always said it's a, a song about date rape. Jokingly, but like people took it off the radio stations. Like, come on, man. We're getting a little too damn sensitive. So this year, can we stop being so damn sensitive about things? Oh, I got so much to talk about. But I, I got to contain myself because there's a couple other things I want to discuss. But to wrap this up, this segment, New Year's. Live your life. You know, if I've offended you, well, too damn bad. But don't, don't let a calendar dictate your changes in life. If you want to make them, don't use an excuse. You got to wait till the first of a month or a day or, you know, I'll start my, my diet on Monday. Start it when you're ready, but don't be, you know, oh, I got to wait till this day. Don't do it to yourself. Seriously. It's a bad look. So happy new year to everybody. Thank you for rocking with the Big Brother Jake podcast. Oh man, I'm so hyped. You can hear it in my voice. I am on no sleep and I'm feeling great because I'm here with you. So we got a great show planned, and I know if Tom Looney heard this, he'd be like, we'll, be, we'll decide if it's a great show. Tom Looney is one of my favorite uh, radio personalities i worked with. We're going to have some music. Of course, I'm going to tell a story. And the next segment is for my college students out there. I'm going to give you tips on how to succeed in a group project starting now. You're listening to the Big Brother Jake Podcast. Okay. This is for my college students that listen to the podcast. And there's there's quite a bit of you that listen. Uh, some I may have worked with before. But anyway, I digress. Now, as a college student, and yes, I was once a college student myself. A lot of people don't like doing group projects. Okay. You know, it, it, it's it's something that you, you, you hear it and you get a little like, oh, man, I don't want to do this crap. I don't, I don't want to. I'd rather work alone. Now, I was able to graduate cum laude, thank you very much, with honors because I figured out the system. Okay. And some people may take offense to this system that I have, but I assure you, if you work it to perfection, you will be great. You will pass. 
and your team, your group, will get a good grade on your project. Okay? This is how this works. Now, if you're a good student to great student, this is it's going to work. If you're a slacker, you're going to fall in one of everybody that's listening is going to fall into one of these categories. Now, I graduated with a 3.91 because I was an older student and I spent a lot of money out of my pocket to go to school, so I had no time to waste. But for those that do well in school or don't do well in school, I'm going to help you out. All right. So you're assigned a group project, and you're like, man, I'm the one that has to pick people. This is from a male perspective, but you can flip it as a female perspective as well, okay? These are the people you look for in your group project. So say you get assigned, you're like, okay, uh, Jake Warner. Yes, that's me. Hello, hi, I'm here. I prefer to be called Big Brother Jake. Uh, no, we're going to call you Jake Warner. All right, all right, Professor. Lay it on me. What I got to do? All right, you have to pick your group. Okay. Perfect. So this is what I do. You find somebody, and it's usually a female, that has all the different colored pens and markers. I know that person's going to be thorough. They're going to listen. They're going to do everything it takes to get a good grade. I want her. Okay? Uh, let's see here. Then you find the person that, let's be honest, looks good. They're confident they're going to pass, but they stress a lot. You need somebody that's going to motivate and help out. Motivate by looks. Sorry, it's just fact. This is going to work. Trust me. So you get the girl that looks good or the female, sorry, that looks good in the class or the guy. Or the guy, you know, that's eye candy. You recruit them, say, hey, you're on my team. Then you find the slacker. The slacker of the group is going to be motivated by the pretty girl and the girl with the colored pencils and pens and markers and highlighters is going to keep him in check and her in check. And the pretty girl is going to motivate the slacker. Now, the slacker, he's not going to contribute much, okay? Let's be honest. He's good for, you know, oh, I'll, 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 I'll go get food. Yes, we need you to make a food run while we're in the library or our study group or wherever the hell we're at. The pretty girl's going to make sure the slacker gets the good food, okay? The girl with the highlighters, the markers, the pens, pencils is going to make sure that both of them are doing their job. So I got highlighter girl, I got pretty girl in class, and I got slacker boy. Then, okay, I was the oldest guy most of my classes at the University of Laverne. You find the oldest person in the class. And I'll tell you why. The oldest person in class wants to graduate and get the hell out of there. They're not going to be joining any fraternities or sororities. They're not going to be living on campus 95% of the time. They usually have kids, and they're married, and they're trying to start a second career. I know because I've been there. And you want that person 
in your group as well because they're motivated. They don't need a pretty girl or pretty guy, good-looking guy. They don't need the slacker, and they don't need highlighter girl. They're the one that's going to do a lot of independent research on their own and more than likely do everybody's work for them in case they don't get the job done. I'm raising my hand where no one can see me because I was that person. Now, you have an elite group. You have highlighter girl, pretty girl or guy, slacker, and old person, older person. You join forces. You assign tasks. Usually, highlighter girl is going to do the research. Pretty girl, pretty guy, you know, handsome guy, whatever. They're going to type up most of the work. Slacker is going to get the food. Older person is going to orchestrate everything and do most of the work because they don't want the slacker, the pretty girl, or handsome guy to derail them. They will lean heavily and delegate a lot of work to highlighter girl because they want to make sure they get the proper research. Now, a full stomach, a motivated group, and being thorough will guarantee you good grades. This works for me in more ways than one because highlighter girl usually is bossy and assertive. She's going to get it done. Pretty girl loves to type because she's texting. Most of the time she's on her phone when you're doing the group research anyways. So it's like, okay, well, just have her type. And she's usually very good at it. She's very fast or he. Slacker is just like whatever pretty girl wants, you know. I'm telling you this is foolproof, okay? The guy's going to do whatever's asked of the group because he doesn't want to do anything, you know, other than use his brawn and be a slacker. Slacker's going to get us supplies, pencils, sharpened pencils, or make sure we have enough paper or pens or, you know, bring a charger so we all have, you know, something going on. And then you have older person. Older person wants to graduate on time, ain't got time for you stupid kids and young kids and young adults messing up their flow. They want to graduate, get the hell out of there. Okay? So this is a foolproof plan to my college students out there. Highlighter person, good-looking person, slacker person, older person. Find those people. Make it work. And I guarantee you, you will get at least an 88% or above on your group project. If you don't, Well, don't blame me because I didn't tell you anything. But if you work it to perfection and you're a natural-born leader or somebody else in that group's a leader and you're good at assembling, you will do great. Now, don't tell me I've never done anything for y'all, okay? Now, go on out there, make us proud, get them good grades, and get your ass across that stage to graduate. You're listening to the Big Brother Jake Podcast. Okay, so earlier... I talked about how I pulled out a picture of my skinnier version of myself in the city of Montreal. Montreal is one of my favorite places on earth. It's a city I'll never ever forget. It's not because they they, they cook smoked meat at midnight and the city doesn't smell too pleasing. No, it's not that. 
or where a lot of people like to go. Well, no, I won't discuss that. There's kids listening. Um, the Christian Science Reading Room is where a lot of people hung out. I'll just say that. No, it's not that either. Montreal, Quebec, Canada is where I personally, face-to-face, got to meet my crush. Hit the music. Here we go. Okay. The year, 2004, 2004. I'm getting ready to go downstairs with the late, great Stu Nahan. Uh, For those that don't know who Stu Nahan is, he's the guy that interviewed Sean Penn in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. He was the boxing commentator for all four Rocky movies. And he was a boxing commentator in The Great White Hype. Also, one of the best legendary sportscasters in all Southern California for KNBC4 and KTLA5. But I digress. So, we affectionately called him Uncle Stu. Uncle Stu was the funniest guy. He, He was like the king of dad jokes, but he was like dad jokes with dirty humor sometimes you know um he's a great guy and he knew everybody hollywood folk sports folk movie stars you name it he he knew everyone he knew jennifer lopez he knew i mean you, you you named the superstar he's hung out with them or had them in his phone i would try to jack his phone from him so i can steal numbers off it and he's like no don't do that I'm smack you upside the head, boy. So, yeah, I miss you, Uncle Stu. But anyway, we're getting ready to go downstairs and, and do some player interviews because he was part of the uh, Dodger pregame show. And he always he always brought the best out of anybody we interviewed, even the most boring athlete he could get to laugh. And there's some of that I can name, but I won't do that right now. You could ask me off the air or text me, and I'll tell you who. Anyways, he said, Jake... There's somebody I want you to meet after we do our interviews that's a very good friend of mine. Now, I'm like, yeah, okay. Who, you know, it's definitely somebody that's a bigwig that either runs a studio, a movie studio, or a movie star or whoever. And, I mean, Stu was loved by everyone. So he said, Jake, I, I, uh, I remember we were on the plane ride one time. And I don't know how it came up, but you were talking about how much you love Halle Berry. I'm like, yeah, and? (laughs) Yeah, she's beautiful. Now, for those that may know me or you're getting to know me, from high school, there's a movie called Strictly Business. And Tommy Davidson and the guy that played the son-in-law on the Cosby show, I forget his name, he, he was in some soap operas and stuff too. And... Samuel L. Jackson was actually in that movie. Samuel L. Jackson. There goes my big tongue. I have to put, post the first episode. It'll make sense. Um, Samuel L. Jackson was in this movie also. It's, it's a low-budget film called Strictly Business. But there's this beautiful, beautiful woman named Halle Berry. Now, I'm not sure if that was her first movie, but when I saw that movie in the theaters, because the, the previews were good, so I, I went and spent six bucks at the time of $6, slapped that down and said, I'll go watch it in the theater. Mainly because I saw her. 
damn, this chick is beautiful, man. Like, damn. I would love, man, fell in love with that. I fell in love with that woman off of that movie. And then I saw her in Boomerang with Eddie Murphy. And I was so mad when Eddie Murphy mistreated her. Spoiler alert, they end up together. I was so jealous. I didn't like her losing Isaiah. But Halle Berry, man, she, to me, was like the perfect woman. Like, she was my biggest crush. I mean, I love Janet Jackson. I had a thing for Rosie Perez because I like that gritty Puerto Rican street type, you know? And, like, Rosie would probably pull a knife out on you and threaten to kill you, but something about that at the time I was fine with. But anyway, sorry if y'all got kids in the car. I'm just going to talk. Anyway, Halle Berry. And so, yeah, I guess I was on a plane ride. We were going somewhere, and I was like, yeah, man, she's beautiful. I'd love to meet her one day. So fast forward back to going down to the field in Montreal at Olympic Stadium. Stu, I forget who we grabbed and interviewed. We did the interview, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to take this upstairs. We're going to go chop it up, you know, edit it, and we'll be done. He's like, I can't leave yet. I'm like, okay. Remember I told you I want you to meet somebody? I want you to meet a friend of mine. I'm like, okay, well, I got a few minutes, Stu, so, you know, I got to hurry. I left my phone upstairs. He's like, don't worry. It's cool. So I, I'm like, whatever. I strike up a conversation with somebody else that I knew. And I'm just like, man, Uncle Stu, here he goes, man. He's, he's not respecting my time. I got to get upstairs, man. Got to edit this interview and make sure we're good to go for the pregame show. Of course, Uncle Stewie taps me. He's like, Jake, I want you to meet my friend, Mrs. Halle Berry. And I turn around. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. She's so oh man. I didn't believe it at first. So I, I look away. And, man, she was smiling. She looked so fly. I, I, I looked to the left. I looked to the right. I looked back at her. I was like, you're Halle Berry. She's like, oh, yes, indeed. I'm like, oh, my God. I Now, look, there are three people I've ever been starstruck over. And I've met dozens of athletes, hundreds of athletes, dozens of movie stars and musicians. Magic Johnson, of course, the greatest Laker of all time. People say Kobe. I don't care. Magic's the man. He put, he put basketball on his back and took it over. Magic Johnson. Met him. Photo bomb my own photo, but it's the best photo I've ever gotten. Second person I kind of went gaga over, but I had to play it cool because he's hood. The great Ice Cube. Love Cube. Favorite MC of all time. I'll debate you on it. Love that guy. Favorite rapper. And Halle Berry. Now, before I met the other two, Halle Berry was the first one. And she looked more stunning in person than she ever did behind a camera. Or in front of a camera, I should say. Just stunning. And she smelled great. And I was like, it's a pleasure to meet you, Miss Berry. And she's like, no, please call me Hallie. She's like, I can call her Hallie. Oh, my God. Man. And I'm just Stunned. I can't feel my legs. I'm numb. I'm smiling so big my face hurts. It's just an amazing situation. 
And I'm like, yo, Hallie. I said, I just want to say I'm like one of your biggest fans. I love all your movies. Now, she was in town to film. I forget the name of the movie where she was in a psych ward. But it was filmed in Montreal. I know that much. And I'm not going to do the research right now because I'm too lazy to do it. And I'm on a roll right now. So I'm wasting time. And I'm like, okay, I need to grab my phone. I got to take a picture. She was there to throw the first pitch out. Okay. So I went, looked for my phone. Oh, damn it, I can't find my phone. Then I remembered. That's why I had to go upstairs real quick. But Uncle Stu was holding me up because he was trying to hook this up for me and be a good person. He, too, forgot his phone. So there's two people, no phones to take pictures, and everybody else is either upstairs or eating, and I have no way to get a hold of anyone. So her publicist comes by. I was like, Miss Barry, got to go. We got to go. We got to get set up for the first pitch, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, I am so sorry. I really want to take a picture with you. She's like, is there anybody you know with the camera? Anyone down here? And I'm like, no. She's like, I'm so sorry. But thank you. And, and, and I said, I, I, you're just stunning. Like, I, I've never. Now, I'm married. <laughs> but I think my wife would understand, right? So I'm like. You are just stunning. And she's like, oh, thank you. Very cool about it. She probably creeped out, but she held it well. And she didn't seem that way. And I was like, I just want to say this is like the greatest day I've, I've ever had. Other than my, my, my wedding, but this tops a lot of things that I've always wanted to do. And she's like, well, it's so nice meeting you, Jake. It, it's been a pleasure. And she gave me a hug. And... <laughs> That was the craziest thing ever because this woman, since high school, you know, I just thought about her all the time. I was like, man, I love to meet her. I'm meeting her. I'm hugging Halle Berry. And she smells good. And I guess I held on a little too long. She was fine with it. But there's an R&B singer that she's married to at the time, Eric Benet. That did not like the way I was hugging her and threw me a dirty look. And for those that know me, I saw that look and hugged about an extra two more seconds and said, thank you for making my day, Miss Berry. Didn't say Mrs. because her husband was mad at me and I didn't care. And I was like, yo, this is amazing. I just met Halle Berry and I hugged Halle Berry. And she said, thank you for being my biggest fan. I was on cloud nine. I get upstairs, feeling myself a little bummed out because I didn't have my phone to take pictures. Didn't have my camera that I always carried with me because, you know, I've gotten pictures with like the great late Ernie Banks from the Cubs, you know, um, whoever. I've gotten pictures with, I've always had a camera on me. And the one day I don't bring it downstairs, my crush. My childhood crush, the most beautiful woman on the planet at the time, was hugging me. And I could have got a photo and I didn't. So I called a person that I know I can tell this story and, 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 and brag a little bit. My wife. I'm like, babe, you'll never guess who I met. She's like, you meet people all the time. I won't be surprised. I said, I met my crush 
She's like, shut up. Why would she be in Montreal? I'm like, she's filming a movie. Halle Berry. I met Halle Berry. Whatever. I don't believe you. You need to show me pictures. Why don't you text me a picture? I'm like, yeah. Left my phone upstairs. Left my camera upstairs. Did not get a picture with her. Now, I know you're lying. I'm like, I'm not lying. She smelled good, and then I gave her a hug, and it was wonderful. Yeah, right. You meant how? See, you played too much. Jake, you know, I love you. You're about to start your game. You know, it, it, I got to get back to work. I'm like, no, 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 no. Don't hang up. She's like, we'll talk later. Click. So not only did I meet the woman of our dreams, no one believed me because I didn't have proof. And the only person that was there to witness that is no longer with us. <laughs> so Uncle Stu, Stu Nahan, rest in peace. Thank you for allowing me to meet my childhood crush. I miss you, brother. You're listening to the Big Brother Jake Podcast. Okay, so this is one of my favorite parts of the show. I am a music freak love music music is life music is everything to me oxygen you know whatever lifeline and one of the things i vowed to do when i got my podcast was to showcase independent artists um little quick announcement here i will be dropping my next album 9240 forever it's a play off of the zip code 92404, San Bernardino, California. Uh, that'll be coming out in late 2019, so I'm going to plug that real quick because I can. Um, it'll be a half instrumental, half vocal album. Yes, I'll be dropping some uh, some bores, as the kids say. There'll be nobody with the words or name Lil in their title. There'll be no face tat artists, and they won't have different colored hair. It's going to be strictly hip-hop and R&B. And if I can get some singers... Hint, hint to some of these people that listen, that know me. Um, so, yeah, I got that going on. 92404 ever. Big Brother Jake, coming back. Strongin', doing my thing. But enough about me. This is the time to showcase the artists that got dope music that, that I enjoy listening to, and I listen to everything. So, the first artist I want to showcase is a group from Seattle, Washington. Shout out to the 206. Love that city. The name of the group is called Rhino Rising. And the name of the song is called Sit Rep. So sit back, relax, and check this joint out right here. Don't get it, feels like bed rest Wish I could go over that wall Made their penance, did their best And you can see it in their scars Grab my letters, I'll be resting Tell my lady I tried to call Pin my medals upon my chest And tell my mama I gave my all
Listen to Rhino Rising, and the name of the song was Sit Rep. Again, they are straight out of Seattle, Washington, the 206. You can hit them up at rhinorising.com. Dope track. Up next is a collective, uh, straight hip hop. They represent the culture out of Victorville, California. The name of the group is called Local Legends. They comprise of Big Steve, No Genre, and the song is produced by Vintage Man. The name of the song is called Bombs Away. These cats, they met, they worked at Amazon together, and they found out, hey, yo, I rap. Oh, I rap too. Maybe we should do a mixtape or something together. Well, they did that. They made it happen, and they put out this track, and they they got some great music, so check them out. Again, Local Legends. L-O-C-A-L-L-E-G-E-N-D-Z. And the name of the song is called Bombs Away. Check it out. Be sure and remember what Bert the Turtle just did, friends, because every one of us must remember to do the same thing. That's what this film is all about. Duck and cover. Bomb from the sky, I can see the devil's eyes I'm staring right back at mine, I'm losing all sense of time He asked my sister to be his bride Cause he wants up in the family Never wore the sky, swore to God to make the man of me But isn't that ironic, like Snoop without some chronic Or a dropout is only problem that he's been hooked on phonics Man, it don't make no sense, so I guess it's just demonic Took the soul out my body, showed it off the highest bit of body Now I'm in this ring of fire, situations getting dire Grandma always said that the devil is a goddamn liar People bitch and moan when they drugs run out But I'm I'm here to save your day, I'll be the blood for now Keeping your hands up in the clouds You up in the streets, I'll beat you back down Never gonna stop till the reach of the crown Batman, your face is smack like hell Slow it back down, some y'all around But up you talking, listen now Through the boom bap across your town When I hit the streets, they down with brown Minds will implode when these bombs hit the floor Fire falling from the sky, you ain't got nowhere to go I'm the alpha and omega from a dog to a god When the world's gotta end, we gon' see who you are Fire in the sky, I'm yelling bombs away When issue goes down, it's bombs away If you a whack MC, then bombs away 
bombs away Bombs away from the cradle to my grave It's bombs away Serious, don't play, he just bombs away No genre here to stay yelling bombs away Bombs away who am I supposed to sound? Who am I supposed to be? You don't feel me? That's cool, dog. I'm not here to please. I'm here to kill the steeds, kill the scene. I'm the thing you try to kill with gasoline. Give me petroleum. Careful with my boss. How to stop Danium? You got bars and I got bars, but here's the difference. You over there popping statics? I'm just spilling lyrics, feeling real and gold. It doesn't have to let my soul. I can't do with the made it finger. Gang and the yangling has the budget of swings. When it's the next challenge comes, we'll be by the friction like Shaolin monks. School of the Hot Knocks, it of academia. That's what Asia B is. Just too easy, just give me my degree. Each flow sounds like the undertone. Hip, I'm dropping bombs when the kicks start to fit over here. So when you hear that thunder sound, hit the ground or turn around. All the staff now are carcasses. So diabolic, you can't see the processes that ill shit. Legitness, it whispers contagious. Murder flow, always laying. Fire in the sky, I'm yelling bombs away When the ish goes down, it's bombs away If you a wreck MC, then bombs away Bombs away, bombs away From the cradle to my grave, it's bombs away Serious, don't play, he just bombs away No genre here to stay, yelling bombs away Bombs away, bombs away Remember what to do, friends Now tell me right out loud What are you supposed to do when you see the flag? All right, that was Local Legends with Bombs Away. Yo, that, that song bumps, man. I dig it. I really do. So, uh, again, for those that want to submit their music so they can uh, showcase their talents and be heard on my nice little following, you can send your music to the Big Brother Jake Podcast at gmail.com. Again, that's the Big Brother Jake Podcast at gmail.com. The next artist you're about to hear is from the city of Los Angeles. She's a singer, songwriter. Her name is Kitty Wednesday, and she's very talented. Uh, she plays the local scene here in Los Angeles, and she gets a lot of love, gets a lot of hits on her YouTube channels, and uh, she has a great song called I Want You. The video is out now. Go to at Kitty Wednesday on uh, Instagram and click on the bio, and it'll take you to her music video. Again, the name of the song is called I Want You. Check it out.
That's a catchy tune. I dig that. I dig that. Again, that was Kitty Wednesday with I Want You. She's from Los Angeles. She's a singer-songwriter, and she's dope. Check out all her work. Go to her bio on uh, Instagram at Kitty Wednesday. All right, so we're back doing this again. Love the music. No, I'm not going to play one of my tracks from my first album, but next uh, musical showcase spotlight that I'll do, maybe I'll throw one of my tracks on. I uh, got my boy Tony Grant coming on soon to promote his uh, music. And, of course, my man Michael Myers, his new EP, Crime Stories. Your man, Big Brother Jake, produced Brett Jackson. That track is pretty dope. All of them are dope, of course. Shout out to you, Michael Myers. But, you know, I got a little something special for Brett Jackson because uh, that's the track I produced. Anyways, want to thank y'all for listening to the Big Brother Jake podcast. Hope you feel a little smarter a little wiser a little brighter so you've learned i love Halle berry you learned how to achieve as a college student and you learned that resolutions suck and they don't help you so thanks for tuning in get ready for next week we got a lot of great stuff coming up for you again and uh don't be surprised if i pop up and do a show out of sequence you never know when i'm going to show up especially now We're all dialed in for 2019, new equipment, portable equipment. You never know what we're going to be or what we're going to do. So spread the word at the Big Brother Jake podcast on Instagram, at the BBJ podcast on Twitter and Facebook. Type in the Big Brother Jake podcast. That's all my social media. Appreciate everyone that listened today. Spread the word, show the love and have a great week. Deuces. You're listening to the Big Brother Jake Podcast.